Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Kirsten, when you and I first met, it was a, uh, it was late at night. Uh, you were emotional and a mess. Yeah. Um, when we first met each other, you started cussing me up one side and down the other. Uh, my wife was with me. She tried to talk. You told her to shut. You know, I mean, yeah. it was, and I sat there and I kept looking at you going, okay, something's going on. Something's happening with her. Tell me what was going on before you got to Heartlight and once you got here. Um, I guess I honestly was just really angry. Just like at my mom, I was angry at the situation I was in. And I was, when I got to Heartlight, I was angry that my mom had to take such like drastic measures yeah. and send me away to go that far. So I think um, just like, Everything, like everything had built up. I was just so angry. I was just didn't want to, I didn't want to be there. And like having someone I didn't know talk to me and try yeah, to yeah, tell me yeah. it's going to be okay. I was like, no, like yeah, it's yeah. not going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. My life is ruined. So I guess all of it just came together. And Wow. So what were you so angry about? I mean, what was going on that you're angry at your mom, but what, what, tell me what was going on. Tell me some background. Well, like. Earlier that day, we there had been, like, some staff that were just really getting on my nerves. And, like, I had smoked a cigarette, and I was, like, got in trouble for that. And I didn't want to get in trouble for that. I was, like, why am I getting in trouble for that? Like, I was honestly just confused. And then I just, like, ran around campus all day, just not listening to anybody. Um, I had other staff trying to tell me what to do, and it just kept getting worse and worse, and I was getting angrier. And finally, like, I just left the campus. I just walked off of the campus with one other resident. And um, I was restrained and brought back to Heartlight. And I just felt really violated. And I was, like, that just kind of made me go over the top. And And that's when Jane and I walked in. And that's when it kind of exploded, right? Yes. Okay. Before you got to Heartlight, what was going on in life that your mom would send you away? Um, I feel like it was a lot of different things coming together at the same time. Like, I was being disrespectful to my mom. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. I was doing drugs. I was just kind of doing it all, I guess. I wasn't listening to authority. So I think that was, like, the biggest thing. She just wanted me to respect her, and I couldn't respect her. Wow. And you mentioned your mom. Tell me about your dad. Um, My dad passed away two years ago. He um, was a huge part of my life, and... Everything honestly just went more downhill whenever my dad passed away. Yeah. Everything and how did he die? 
He was actually attacked by a grizzly bear, and he was mauled to death. And so you find out about that. Did that just put a cap on everything where you said, okay, life is a mess, I'm done? Honestly, I think that like was what I was thinking, and I just thought like if something that horrible could happen to me, like is it really worth like trying? Is it really worth putting an effort to have relationships with other people? So I just kind of like stopped living life, I guess, and stopped trying. Wow. Do you think you would have come to Heartlight even if your dad had not died? Honestly, I feel like I would have because I there were problems before my dad died. Like I always have had a disrespect problem. I've always kind of just like went against anything my parents wanted me to do. But I wow. think I think that it wouldn't have gone so downhill so fast if that had not occurred. So your that, your dad's yeah. death just kind of accelerated everything. Yeah, it just made me kind of just like go off the deep end, I feel like. Wow. And so your mom's dealing with that too. Yeah. Now, losing a husband, now you're spinning out of control. She needs yeah. some help. Um, so when she said you're going someplace, what was the response? Well, I honestly, I didn't really believe her. I thought she was just making it up. And I was like, you're not going to send me away. Like, wow. you're, I know you're not going to do it. Because honestly, my mom doesn't really stick to what she says she's going to do. So <laughs> I really just didn't believe her. And so when you, when did you realize that, okay, this is really happening? Whenever I was pulling up and I saw the Heartlight sign, it said Heartlight Ministries. I was like, what the heck? Because what my mom had told me was it was like a boarding school. And she's like, you're just going to a boarding school. Like, yeah. it's going to be like a little different than most boarding schools. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then I talked to Melissa and she was like asking me like, what drugs have you done? Like, um, like, what, are you suicidal? Like, have you caught any or anything recently? And yeah. I was just like, this is not, this is not a normal boarding school. Wow. And like, after she took my phone, honestly, like that really made me upset. And I was like, I can't have my phone here. Like, what is this? Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so that was seven months ago? Yeah. Eight months ago? Seven months. Yeah. And so what's changed? I mean, you're not the same person you were when you first got here. Um, you're one of my favorite people on campus, and I and I can't wait to see you. And yet, when we first met, you cussed me up one side and down the other. And I, but but something's changed in you. What has that been? Honestly, I've just realized that like the way I treat people was like not okay, and the way I talk to authority is not okay. And I honestly, I think a lot of it was just my grief because I never really processed my dad's death. And I really just was angry because I didn't want to. Hmm. And I think that really affected the ways I just treated people and talked to people and like the behaviors I had, just like rebelling against my mom. You know, you know I called you and this other young lady, the two little Barbie dolls. <laughs> Do you think you just had that Barbie doll mentality that I can do anything I want, nobody's going to tell me what to do and kind of a screw you kind of deal? I think that's honestly definitely like just how I lived life. I was just like, I don't care and I'm going to do what I want to do. And I thought that was okay. Like I just thought I, I just wanted to have fun, honestly. Yeah. And I didn't want any rules. I didn't want people telling me what to do. Then your dad dies and reality kind of hits you in the face. Yeah. So things begin to change. Okay, so 
what was the point here where you had kind of that aha moment that you go, okay, I, it, it's got to be different. I, I'm, I can't keep doing this. I got to quit fighting all the time. Do you remember I, when that was? Honestly, I think that was about three months into this program. Because for the first two months, I was off doing whatever I wanted. I ran twice. I just was racking up hours. I was doing whatever the hell I wanted to do. And I just had this, like, there was, like, this week that I realized, like, okay, obviously what I'm doing is not getting me anywhere. And I want to change because, honestly, like, I didn't even like who I was. Like, I didn't even like myself. And I just knew I needed to change and I needed to do something differently to progress in my program and to become better, to get better relationships, like, with my mom and with my staff and with residents, honestly. Yeah. And I think I think that was my aha moment, honestly. Wow. Okay, so the major change that, that you see, this is what's different about me more than anything else. What would that be? Like, now? Yeah, yeah. When you look at yourself now, you got to be proud of yourself. You know, you're not the same person. But what do you see as the major difference? I think I love myself, like, a lot more. I had no respect for myself or others. And now I'm learning that because, like, I can now love myself, I'm now able to love others. And honestly, I'm just realizing, like, I do want a relationship with my mom. I do want to be a good person. Like, I do want to do the right thing. And the way I was living life, like, I just wasn't getting anywhere. And now I feel like I'm starting to realize, like, how I need to treat other people. Wow. Well, I know your mom's proud of you. And I know that your dad would be very proud of you. Because um, if, if, I mean, I'm sure if he, had, if he had a good relationship with you, he was a good man. And he probably tolerated you a lot and helped you a lot and sat beside you and knew what was coming. But at the same time, I go, if he saw you now... He would be very proud of you, and um, we're all proud of you. We think the world of you. So thanks for coming in and sharing your story. I mean, that's cool. That's cool. Moms, dads, and grandparents are all part of a journey that will change the destiny of their families. And that journey can be changed for the better. Mark Gregston has written three books that will help encourage relationships strengthen marriages, and help all moms, dads, and grandparents out there stay focused on what truly matters. For moms, Prayers for My Teen, a book of prayers and devotionals to help them stay anchored. For fathers, a devotional for dads, a series of devotions to help them protect their marriage and encourage their children. And finally, Grandparenting Today's Teens is a resource for any grandparent who wants to connect to their teen grandchildren in a meaningful way. Moms, Dads, and Grandparents, three books that can help change them all and change the course of their family's future. You can order Prayers for My Teen, A Devotional for Dads, and Grandparenting Today's Teens by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Sophia, thanks for coming in and sitting down. You have a wonderful smile. I love it. I just absolutely love it. I mean, and and I mean, you didn't look like this when you first got to Heartlight. Um, no, I did not. <laughs> wow. Tell me what was going on that even got you to Heartlight. 
Um, so before I came here, I was struggling with anorexia. So I would go days at a time without eating. And kind of what caused that was drugs. (laughs) And I would just smoke, I would do coke, do acid. And those things kind of just led to me not wanting to eat. And I also struggled with like, suicidal thoughts, cutting, problems with boys, sex. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. Let's back yeah. up just let's back up just a little bit. When did all that start? When did the drug thing start? The drug thing started in about eighth grade. Um, my first time smoking was in a school bathroom with my best friend, and she convinced me it was a good idea. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea." Let's so you're do smoking it. pot in the bathroom? Yes, of my Christian private school. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now that's not a knock on Christian schools. That's just no. That's just that that's just where the you way were. I chose yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you did that, did you know, okay, this is, I shouldn't be doing this, or? I mean, I always knew it's not a good thing, because you're always taught drugs are bad, but I guess the peer pressure and the curiosity just kind of took over in that moment. Yeah. So was it to solve something else that was going on in your life? It didn't start that way. Yeah. Um, But slowly it became that way, because I realized, like, with a trip, with an acid trip, I could just take away all my problems and like explore a new life, I guess, for the next 12 hours and not have to deal with my mom nagging me or deal with the pain of like boys hurting me and things like that. Wow. And so you think that was kind of when you got into it, you looked at it, that's the way you were kind of self-medicating the other problems you were going through? I would say, yeah. As you were doing all this stuff, did your mom nag more Well, I got really good at hiding it and lying and manipulating, so she didn't really know all of it at first, but slowly she started to catch on to what I was doing, and it kind of just became a lot more as she found out, and she would ask me to not go out, and I would still go out anyways and disobey and just, like, leave the house for days at a time. And go where? Wherever. I will go to a friend's house one night. I slept outside because I had literally nowhere else to go and my phone was dead. I, I don't know why it's a surprise. I, I'm, I'm just kind of going, how does somebody in eighth grade start to do that? What, did you start to realize that, okay, what I'm doing isn't good, that, that this, is, this is just not good? I kind of just convinced myself it was okay. Like, in the back of my mind, I always knew it wasn't okay, but I just started to say, oh, everybody else is doing it. Like, my best friend looks the exact same way I do. Like, our lives are the same. So I just kind of told myself it was okay. Did you look in the mirror and go, okay, I'm changing? Definitely. I There was a specific moment. I was looking through pictures with my mom, and I used to be, like, quite a bit heavier, probably, like, 50 pounds heavier. Wow. And then I had, like looked at these pictures and I was like, I'm not the same person as I used to be. And it's not because I'm just growing and my body's changing. It's because I'm starving myself for days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did you have an aha moment that you just went, I can't do this? March 17th was my aha day. (laughs) Okay. And why is that? Because that's when you came to Heartlight? Yes. Okay. So before that, was it fighting, fighting, fighting? And then your parents finally said, okay, we're done. We got to do something different. Yep. So you come here. Mm-hmm. And then, then what happens? I kind of just pretended like I was fine and like I was perfect for like my first, I guess, month and a half here. And I was like, I don't need to be here. I don't have any problems. And then 
slowly as I got deeper into level three, I kind of started to recognize there is problems here and there and the problems weren't with my family. Most of the problems started with me. Yeah. And so if you had to identify those, it'd be what? Um, like the problems that I'm current that I yeah started, what, yeah what did you realize that was basically I just started to realize that I was the reason why my parents and I were fighting, and I started to realize that I was trying to make what I was doing okay. Like I was convincing myself it was okay to do drugs, and I was yeah, convincing yeah, yeah. myself that it's okay to go party and stay out all night. Yeah. So, so do you think? I mean, part of it was you get to Heartlight, and do you think that your head was just clearing up a little bit, I and think you started so. to think differently? A different atmosphere always gives a new perspective, and I think it was really good for me to get out of the life that I was living to like take a step back and really just evaluate everything that was going on at home and yeah. every all the decisions that I was making. Okay, so you come here, and so after a month and a half, you realize that. So are you ready to go back home after a month and a half? Absolutely not. <laughs> why? Why? Tell me why. Because, I mean, most people would say, well, I quit doing drugs, and now I'm eating. Uh, yeah. I would say that the problems, those weren't just the problems. Like, I have deeper-rooted problems, and probably those deeper-rooted problems would be, like, my self-worth. And, like, my problems with letting guys take advantage of me or just, like, have me all at once. And well, are those coupled together? Yeah, since I'm not worth anything, I just might as well just yeah. do whatever. It's just, like, little things like that. Little I, things? Okay, little they're things? big God, things. They're kind of big things. I mean, those are huge things. Yeah. Okay, so you just let a guy do whatever he wants. Did you, at the end of that, did you just go, okay, this... I mean, did you feel like you were getting beat up emotionally? I definitely was. There was a lot of nights where I would spend by myself just crying, like thinking that I had no value and no worth because, for one, people told me that I had no worth because I was doing those things, but also I just kind of felt like a piece of garbage, honestly. So that drive you to do more drugs and get away from it and forget it? Yep. Which compounded the not eating which now you're looking at yourself. I mean, you. I mean, you're a full-blown almost addict, in one sense, whether or dependent, you know, yeah. on that, and it's just kind of spinning out, right? Pretty much. So when you, when did you finally go? I gotta, not just come into Heartlight, but when did you go? Things have got to change. There was a few moments before I came here where. I was having breakdown, like just crying and cutting myself and just feeling absolutely awful wait, about wait, myself. Wait, you, you kind of skirted over that. Doing what? Cutting yourself? Cutting myself. Wow. Yeah. Was that kind of payback for how you're screwing up? And Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just in those moments, I just kept telling myself, like, this has to be different. I cannot keep living like this. But I could never drive myself to be different. I wasn't, my willpower was not strong enough at that moment for me to change for myself. Yeah. Or you weren't in the environment where you could. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was kind of rolling downhill and, and speeding up a little bit. So you're kind of stuck. I, I mean, it probably took your parents saving you from that. Because where do you think you'd end up if they wouldn't have done that? I honestly, I have no idea where I would be right now. Um, mm. I don't think that I would be living at home. I would either be living with a friend or on the streets, probably. Wow. Wow. 
So what have you learned? I mean, you got oh here, boy. you know, five, six months ago. Mm -hmm. What's been the thing you've been learning the most? I think what I've learned the most is there's a very big difference between what I want and what I need. Mm. And that boundaries are the most important thing because I make used to make decisions based off of what I wanted. Yeah. And I look back at all of my decisions and I realized every time I picked what I wanted, I just ended up in a really bad, terrible place. Wow. Wow. And I've really started to like dissect my decisions and make sure it's what I need to do for myself. Wow. And it's not been easy whatsoever. Wow. It's been really difficult. Wow. But been good to be away from your parents. Absolutely. So you can focus on your stuff. Because with you were with you when you were with your parents, you were focusing on them like they're the problem. All the time. Yeah. So you get away and now it's your deal that you have to deal with. Yes. Yeah. The finger pointing has stopped. <laughs> it has stopped. <laughs> you love your parents? I do. You know they love you? Cool. Every phone cool. call, I just get so excited. I just cannot wait to talk to my mom every single time. Wow. And I, I used to hate talking to her. God, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. And I wish that anybody that's just listening to this, I wish they could see you and the smile and the beauty in your face. Uh, for everybody that's watching us, I go, this This is a young lady that didn't look like this six months ago. And so Absolutely she's not. healthy and... and uh, getting to a really good spot. Thanks for coming in and sharing your story. This is always wonderful to, to hear these stories of hope and stuff. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.